Hello, and welcome to another episode of Grounded, your source for all your Wings episode analysis in this time of ourselves being grounded inside our homes, because it's, it's crazy world out there. Um, yes, it I'm is. I'm your host, <laughs> Paul Williams. Um, and uh, I'm your co-host, Adam Wright. And uh, please welcome back our regular guests, Kent Ackerman. Wonderful, as always, to be here to spread the word of LOL. And Greg Hope. Well, it's something to do. So uh, thanks for having me on yet again. And then uh, today we have uh, two uh, special guests who wanted to come and talk about Wings. Uh, We have Jackson Bledsoe. Oh, thank you very much for welcoming me to the podcast. And I have to say... uh, I'm very excited for the next uh, 35 to maybe 75 minutes of uh, and, podcast uh, recording. Lane. Hey, guys. So we're here to talk yes. about wings, I think. Yes, we are. Today is a very special episode. Season 4, episode 10, The Customer is Usually Right. Uh, it's a Christmas episode. I don't know what you're talking about, but I uh, do uh, hope that you all have a wonderful Christmas time. Um, regardless, um, very excited to talk about wings. Um, just heard about this whole uh, thing here um, on a flyer outside my apartment building. So, um, yeah, just really excited because, uh, you know what? Nobody ever wants to talk about wings where I'm at. So Yeah, it, it, is, it can be tough to find people who are willing to talk about wings. Yeah, um, no, I mean, you- it's... It's been a while since, you know, people were, you know, they could just be exposed to wings in the media. Now you have to go looking for it. So what is it about wings that excites you, Dennis? Um, well, what doesn't? I mean, you have like some of the greatest musicians of all time. I mean, seriously. Anyone? Yeah, Faye, Faye can really play those drums, I tell you what. We did learn that today, yeah. Yeah. The USO tour. So it's the music that you like about wings then? Honestly, that's like, it's all about the music, right? I mean, nobody like really was, uh, you know, waiting to see Paul's haircut of the month. You know, it's, it's all about the music. Well, I mean, I, I don't, I guess I wouldn't really expect that Paul, that you would have had a, a haircut because of the pandemic and all, right? Yeah, pretty much no, no haircuts, just talking about wings. Not yeah. that you really need that haircut. 60 episodes I mean, in a row. You know, you're, you got the. A nice smooth look going. Um, and then Jackson, what what about wings do you appreciate? Oh well, you know I uh, just about anything that is uh, flight themed, I enjoy. I like uh, I like wings. I like Jag. Jag is another favorite show of mine. Too many courtroom scenes though. Not enough flying. And uh, but yeah, I would say as far as far as uh, airplane workplace comedies go, this is top five, six. Wait, I'm a little confused. Like, you know, I'm I'm not about like the solo side projects. I'm just focused on wings. So was that like Paul solo? Was was that some sort of like side project over in Japan or something? Like what what do you mean? Well, I know Paul's been to Japan, hasn't he? It's been a while since we've been we've been grounded, so to speak. Um so I haven't been able to make the trip over there again. Oh, you have been to Japan? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was uh I thought you went to Mongolia. Um, I had a layover there, actually. It was a very odd itinerary. Okay. But huh. it saved me, a, saved me a few bucks. Okay. That way I could pick up a few more uh, discs of Wings while I was over there. Oh, uh, yeah. The old Wings discography. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sometimes you need the 
Japanese DVD sets to get the extra special features. So now you get you going over to Mongolia and Japan. What what uh, airline you taking over? Um, actually, I don't know because they they I, I've heard they since went defunct. Um, it was uh, oh, what was it? I know I flew uh, Ana Air out of out of Ulan Bitar, but uh, oh, Ulan Bitar Air. That's the oh, one you're yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about. That's, okay, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. I flew for them a few years. Probably got about uh, yeah, maybe about a uh, two thousand. 2,000 hours of flight time with them. It was, uh, you know, quite an experience. I'd say the sky, skyline over Mongolia. You've, you've never seen anything like it. It's, I would say I can only imagine, but I, I don't have to because uh, I saw it too. Mongolia, uh, was was that part of the Wings Over the World tour in 75 or 76? Did I miss that stop? Um, we haven't gotten to 75 yet. We're just on uh, episode 60 right now. 60, yeah. So we will find out when we get there in uh, 15 more episodes of grounded. So this very special episode originally, I I seem to have misplaced this in my notes here. You took too many notes. Yeah. There's a few too many of them here every week. Uh, This originally aired in December, 1992. Um, I don't have an exact date on that there for you, so we'll have to edit that. We'll edit that in. Uh, we can do that. Eighty-two um, wings broke up in eighty-one. Everybody knows that. Um, actually, I think they went on to have. I think they went on to have one hundred and seventy-two episodes in total. Yeah, so, I thought they went on to like ninety-seven or so. Yeah, before they finally called it quits. Mm-hmm. Lowell yep, was only in the uh, the first six seasons. Anything after that is just garbage and can be ignored. Well, Lowell did make some guest appearances in, in season seven, if that's what you're... Um, that's what you're uh, 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 we'll, we'll say those half count. Okay. Just want to, you know, want to be clear on that. I was just going to try to start with and start talking about the episode. All right. Um, well, yeah. So give the synopsis. So right. this is... Uh, Season 4, episode 10, originally aired uh, just before Christmas in 1992. Well, what Uh, is this 1992 again? You guys keep jumping around. Like, is this like some like Joe English like band in 92 or something? Or what is going on? Uh, Is is that the guy who plays Roy? I never remember Roy's name. The actor. uh, David Schramm. Oh, so not Joe English. Oh, different. and he's the drummer, guys. No, like that's from Lowell. Seventy-five on. He, the Lowell was the drummer. Yeah, oh, that was Faye was the drummer. Faye was also the drummer. The but drummer. Lowell owned the drums. Yes, they were Lowell's right. drums. I mean, Lowell may not have had the technique, but you could really, in listening to the rhythms he was playing, you could you could feel his heart and soul in that music. Do you mean Lawrence? Lawrence Juber? Are you guys getting confused? Like, I'm I'm a little disappointed because I thought that this was like a show all about wings. And so you guys would at least know the lineup, the tours. I'm not really sure where you're uh, where you're getting these names from. I mean, the only Joe I know is Joe Hackett. Uh, Yeah, I'm not aware of any tours. I thought it was just like, was there a live show? Yeah. Hmm. There, I yeah, mean, there's so many live shows. Like, I don't know, like, what you guys' relationship to Wing is, but my dad was one of the kids when the choir sang their song in the Wonderful Christmas Time video. And so, like, what's your connection? Oh, wait, wait, hold, hold, hold on. Are you talking about the the band Wings? Of course. What are you talking about? That uh, I, 
You know, I actually flew them around charter in about uh, 1979. Paul McCartney uh, spilled his coffee all over, oh, all over the way. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait a minute! Didn't much like that guy. Wonderful Christmas time's not even a Wings song. I mean, they played it on the tour, so I mean, it's accepted by most real Wings fans. Oh, fine. <sighs> Speaking of real Wings fans, have you ever seen the show Wings, Dennis? the show wings i mean i've seen like some of the music videos back in the 70s but what do you mean the show i don't remember a show you've never seen the classic 1990s situation comedy wings takes place on nantucket Um, i didn't own a tv in the 90s yeah it's kind of like jag except there's there's no military uh courtroom scenes and uh it's about two brothers two brothers so wait well let me get this straight you're telling me you're not talking about Paul McCartney and Wings. You're talking about some show nobody's heard of. Uh, um, no, no, I definitely not. No, people, people certainly know Wings. Yes, I have never. I don't know what this Paul McCartney uh, band is. Oh, but. that no, it's uh, it's it's Mike McGear's brother. Mike McGear. I can't believe this. This is like the third time I've called into a show about wings and it wasn't about wings. Every oh. single time. Ugh. Well, uh, geez, Dennis, uh, we're really, really sorry that uh, that's not what we do here. Um, yeah. I, well, you know what? I'm sorry, too. So I guess in my parting words, I'm just going to say that... You ruined my evening, but what else? Live and let die. Peace. I hope I speak for all of us when I say I hope Dennis burns in hell away from Lowell's eternal light. Wow. Okay, so you know he wants to talk. He wanted to talk about the band. We're talking about the show. One of the other podcasts must have been about chicken wings. So what was the third one? Yeah. Uh. I assume it was about the first Best Picture winner, the 1927 film Wings. Ah. You know, that is a problem when I'm searching up um, Wings information. Oh, is that you get the Best Picture? Yeah. Yeah, it does happen sometimes. You really have to refine the search queries when you want to really find the the deeper information. Sometimes you have to go off the web for that sort of thing. I mean, I like to consider that movie as the prequel to the TV show Wings. Mm. Um, obviously, they're fairly different in that one is about World War One pilots and Clara Bow's in it and stuff. But you know, there's there's planes. There's an well, not really an airport, but an airfield. Yeah, and you know, it's like Wings is like the future of air travel. You know, a nice peacetime show about yeah it's a, like it's like wings is the future of air travel and then wings is about another future of air travel yeah yeah it makes man, perfect sense man when are zeppelins gonna get their due in the popular culture uh that's an entirely different podcast you'll have to go elsewhere can i uh ask jackson a question though as long as we're recalibrating sure thing uh what are your feelings on airwolf airwolf helicopters <laughs> i mean uh I guess maybe you've only got 5,000 hours of flight time. That's the sort of thing that you uh, prefer to you know, ride around in. But uh, for those of us who got about 20,000, we prefer the real thing. You know, none of this uh, self-riding uh, hovering in the middle of the air nonsense. Uh, I, I, don't, I give the show about like a 6 out of 10, 747s. Pretty good. 
That's my that's my rating scale is in seven forty sevens. Seven forty sevens. I'm surprised you didn't uh, go with Cessna four zero two Cs. Oh four two. I mean, I could, but the the scale have to be lower. I I maybe four I, out of five. Four out of five Cessnas. Probably the so, biggest tragedy of of this whole pandemic and uh, is that I couldn't make my yearly pilgrimage to uh, Express Air to ride on the the real Wings plane. I know I always talk about this but it's uh that was the worst thing for the pandemic for you yeah i'm sorry to hear that there are other things you miss that you didn't have it you haven't had a chance to do because we're all stuck inside here well i've gotten a lot of time to to watch wings i think that's really that really helps you know oh yeah no i, watch I wings get that and talk about I, wings and yeah obviously i get that but sometimes it's just like you know there's other things that we could be doing oh like uh like maybe watching Cheers to kind of immerse yourself in the universe first. Yeah, just get ready. Yeah, Cheers or the Tortellis maybe. Mm. Just not Fraser. Yeah, just could never stand that Fraser guy. Thinks he's so smart. But don't you miss like you know going to restaurants or parties like Wings watch parties with your friends or well you know like showering. I I miss. Wait, what? You know, the things that the pandemic has taken from us. I don't 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 think it's taken that from us. You still shower, right? Uh, How would I I shower? In in your shower? Well, but they don't let you in there. Wait, where do you shower? I don't shower. Where where did you shower? If you were going to shower, where would you shower? Uh, Well, you know, because you're not... I took showers in the bathroom, but you're not supposed to go in there anymore. Like Wait. the bathroom in your house, or well, just just any bathroom, right? Because they said that's you know the faucets and the the toilet handles and stuff, right? Like that's those are that's places where COVID lives. Yeah, I think if it's your bathroom, that should be fine. Uh, I mean, how's right? it gonna? How's COVID gonna sure? get into your bathroom? Look, they just said you know you had to be extra careful about washing your hands and. I figured it'd just be easier just to not use the bathroom. Yeah, I mean, I've heard about one or two instances comes up through the pipes in the toilet, right? That's what I've been Oh, uh, yeah, I, I had heard they detected it in the sewer systems. So yeah. wait, how have, you, how have you been using the toilet this whole time? I've just been using the outhouse. I mean, the landlord calls it his shed, but it, it, it <laughs> looks like an outhouse, so I'm sure it's fine. Oh. Uh, does it have uh, the moon-shaped cutout? I mean, it does now. Because I couldn't see what I was doing. Because he has, for some reason, he hadn't put a light in there, so I had to make the cutout. He wasn't happy about that either. But come on, it makes sense. Is there a hole in the ground? Yeah, there's a hole in the ground. I mean, it's more like a depression, and it's not really a hole anymore. But well, I mean, outhouses fill up eventually. You just have to abandon them and go to the next one. That's how they work. Yeah, you just move it. Oh, build a new one, huh? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's one of the things I miss from. Before the pandemic is, you know, taking showers. Uh, so Wings, it's a TV <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I guess let's just get right into the the nitty gritty of this. Roy, at the very beginning of the episode, he's playing a uh, con I like to call the uh, uh, the old uh, Texas switcheroo, I like to call it, where uh, you get a customer pay 200, 300, 400% more for a ticket than uh, the actual price they're supposed to pay. I actually found that to be pretty accurate. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. We do that That's all the time. Industry common. Yeah, yeah. When you undersell a flight, I mean, how are you going to make up that money? 
I mean, do you have a better idea? Where do you do this? Usually, you can even do it for a charter flight. Say, like, oh, both both seats are taken up. You Two out of three seats are taken up. You uh, better get this last one. Now, having a second person involved, this is the first I've ever heard of that. I got to use that next time. Well, I th- I think that's just because it's kind of an older show. And, you know, they they do that con on the customers on computers now when they oh. book the flight. So you know, fly out I was originally going to blame Aeromass for having shady business practices in this. But then I thought back to the previous Christmas episode and saw that Sandpiper Air was doing a similar, uh, well, it's a different kind of grift, but they were uh, collecting Christmas presents for themselves. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yet another one I've got to uh, try my hand at. I, I mean... Obviously, television isn't real life, but uh, Jackson, would you say that the the air travel industry is overall dishonest? Oh, uh, well, I mean, I guess that depends how you look at it. It, uh, it You do what you got to do to get uh, to meet your quota, get your money back for your fuel. And sometimes if that means charging some customers more than others, I mean, that's I find pretty reasonable. You know, I where do you fly out of again? Everywhere. I mean, if there's a if there's an airport you can name, I've flown out of it. Why don't you name a couple? Um, Phoenix Sky Harbor. Yes. George Bush. Yes. Gerald R. Ford. Yes, all all of them. Ronald Reagan. And all all the presidents. Uh, Richard Nixon. No, there is a. You know, you're trying to trick me with that one, but there is a small Richard Nixon Airport right out of uh, Bismarck. Believe it or not, and uh, yes, I've flown out of there. Never flown in. Flown out though. Is that where you grew up? How'd you how'd you know? Like did, like, did you did you just you know take up flying to get away from there? <sighs> yeah, I didn't want to get into this, uh, but uh, yeah, my childhood was always uh, pretty sad there in Bismarck, and uh, you know every day I'd get up and I'd walk over to Richard Nixon uh, Richard Nixon International Airport and uh, dream just dream of hitting the sky. One flight a week to Regina. Mm-hmm. That's all it counts. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes. And just you know. Hope someday, you know, I could get get beyond the the borders of that little town. And when did you get up beyond the borders of that little town? I was probably uh 12, 12, 13. I started they started me real young. Uh You you metaphorically flew out at age 12? Oh no, no, no. You were no, literally no, 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 piloting no. a plane at age 12 there you when go. you flew out and never there flew you back. Go. It's impressive. Yeah. Regulations weren't as tight back flew then. Back? No. Never looked back. Did they never drive back? Did they want their plane back? That's the pilot's code. You never look back. Huh. Never knew that was the pilot's code. Well, that's that's why you no, never no, stop. It, Can't stop. No, makes sense. You don't get there's that plane no, back. You don't no want to get that plane back. There's no side or anything on yeah. planes, right? Yeah. And where did you settle after Bismarck? I I never laid down roots anywhere. Like right now, I, I'm uh I'm right here in your- Actively uh, flying. Yeah. Yeah. You fly as much as you can. Okay. Because I can't help but notice that you seem to have a southern accent- uh, sometimes, yeah. Which, just, which is weird for a yeah. person from Bismarck, I would think. Well, you know, that's the first thing they teach you in flight school is sort of a pick, a sort of comforting, you know, relaxing accent. I kind of settled on this southern one. Sometimes, you know, I, I kind of go in and out of it a little bit, but what it's for you. What was that again? I mean, it's much like how Helen, you know, brought her Texas drawl despite being on Nantucket no, there you go. most of her life. Well, yes, except she grew up in Texas for at least her first 10 years of her life. I'm sure it could happen in the reverse, right? Where did you go to flight school, Jackson? Well, Bismarck, of course. I mean, in order to fly out, I had to take 
flight school first started when I was 10. By the time I was 12, 13-ish, I was on my own. Uh, I was a, you know, uh, uh, Bismarck International Airport Flight School. They have their own flight school there. They have the one flight to Regina and a flight school. At Bismarck International? Bismarck International. So not Nixon International? Uh, Well, it's a renamed Nixon International Airport. Originally Bismarck International Airport. So they call it both. Anyways, um, yeah, wings. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, wings. Wings. So this episode starts out, yes, with uh, with Roy pulling a fast one on a, you know, on a very uh, hurried customer. Well, I mean, that's the other thing, too. You got to get those. Uh, you got to look for the folks who uh, deserve it. And that guy deserved it for sure. Yeah, it's tough, tough to feel bad for him. You know, he was he was a real jet. You know, the company was probably paying for that anyway. But then uh, shortly, we're greeted by uh, Antonio Scarpacci talking about his uh, his family Christmas. Talks about how he um, goes to his cousins to have Christmas eel. I thought that was pretty uh, good backstory there to kind of learn a little bit about uh, his culture and the Christmas eel. Anybody have anything to say about that? I'll just keep going down the notes. Yeah, yeah, no, a lot um, to get through. Uh, yeah, I, I was, I was curious about that. Um, I didn't, I didn't bother to look it up. But was, was the Christmas eel thing a real Italian custom, or is this just more Hollywood anti-Italian bigotry? You know, just, just like, just saying, oh, you know, we'll, we'll just make up some crazy custom. American viewers don't know what Italians are like. It doesn't matter. Eels are probably the animal closest to pasta, so it rings true for me at least. They're like meat pasta, I guess. Huh. Think about it. Okay. Checks out. That is real. Really? Yeah. Yeah, They did the research for Antonio. They didn't cut any corners with his character. Well, I'll be. Yeah, and then after that... uh, We get to the meat of the episode. Feel a lot of pardon the pun. Yeah, when uh, Helen brings out her big gingerbread, her two-story gingerbread house. Yeah. And uh, Joe shows up with a videotape. Psycho, right? Oh, yeah. I did enjoy the uh, the Mother's Day joke. That was pretty good. Yes, that was that was a definite lull for me. Definite lull. Had that right in the notes. I always mark when I laugh out loud. As you as you all know. Well, maybe not all. Maybe, uh, maybe Dennis. I mean, and, and I mean I lo- I've listened Jackson to every episode. Can. Even the ones I'm not on. So, yeah, I know. I know. I really thought Kent was going to jump on that. I yeah. thought about it. <laughs> I just, at this point, I I assume that I'm the only one who truly loves Lowell in the way that I love him. And I, I'm i starting to make the assumption that, again, maybe you guys just don't see the light of Lowell like I do. So, once again, why don't you tell us about the light of Lowell? <sighs> guys, there's just so much we can all learn from Lowell. Uh, he's he's an MIT graduate, the Murray's Institute of Technology. He's uh, he's fit an entire kitten in his mouth. He speaks fluent French. I mean, if if Lowell isn't the heart and soul of this show, I defy you to tell me who is. Brian, probably. I'm gonna go with yeah, Brian. It's, it's really tough to pick a main, you know, a heart and soul of the show because it's really about it's, how they interact. I think it's very straightforward, and the obvious choice is Lowell. I mean, Lowell's gotten me through some of the darkest times in my life. As as I have mentioned a number of times in the past, uh, my Lowell Foundation is beginning to do great work out in the world. We uh, this past year during the pandemic, we we raised the funds to go to a, a food bank 
and hand out pictures of lol to needy families. And I really think that's that's served as an inspiration in these dark times. Yeah, Paul, I'm wondering if you if you're writing down lol every episode, I imagine he would be your favorite. Like LOL lol. Light of lol. Yeah. Oh. It all comes back around. <sighs> this whole time. It this is whole time lining up. It does light of lol. I mean, I since mean, since we brought him up, I think uh, this episode really suffers in much the same way every single episode of the show up until this point has suffered from not having enough lol. I mean, there's multiple this... scenes in which he's not on screen and people are not asking, where's lol right now? Well, that's, you know, that's part of the charm is that he, he makes his appearance when he's needed, I think. I think this had, I think this episode had just the right amount of lol. You know, that is an interesting point. He's he's there when you need him. And he's, I mean, in a way, even when he's not on screen, he's present. I can get behind that. And it, and interestingly, uh, in this episode, he does pick up a set of drums. So he you sure? can actually hear the music of Lowell from off screen. Beautiful music it is. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting. You know, he's, and he's... beautiful music. <laughs> It is. He's, he's put his heart into it. He's really, you know, he's really given it his all. So I, I get that you're you're very much pro Lowell, uh, Kent, but I, I don't know. I'm not convinced that this episode really showed him in the most positive light. I mean, it sounded like he was going to take some pleasure in the idea of his ex-wife being tormented. And then, you know, it turns out that uh, if he'd been more responsible with with the VHS tape, if he'd rewound it, then, you know, Joe wouldn't have almost killed that sweet old lady. Now, let me take both of those points on one at a time. Okay. Uh, first, anyone who would cheat on Lowell is not deserving of his grace. Uh, as to the not rewinding the tape, as Lowell himself points out, it seems to bring the lady who is in charge of rewinding joy to rewind the tapes. So, again... That was a gift from Lowell, not rewinding that video cassette. So the fault is really with Joe for questioning Lowell's actions. Precisely. Thinking he knew better than Lowell. He should have just assumed that, as with all unexplained things, it it all comes back to Lowell, and Lowell knows precisely what he is doing. You know, maybe Lowell could have better communicated his uh, line of thinking prior to... Um, the incident I might mean, have if, been prevented if he had told Joe. That, if Lowell um, explained himself, if Lowell explained himself every time, then there would be no belief. You would just, you would have it. And and you need belief to really, truly appreciate Lowell in your heart. Hmm. Well, that's an interesting take. Uh, this is all elaborated on in, in my fan fiction, which I've obviously explained at length in past episodes. But, you know, we can... We can get back to the episode can, itself. Yeah, if no we one can else plug wants the to URL talk about in the Lowell. description. Um, if, you know, for anyone who's interested in that, um, which, and who wouldn't? Um, oh, I know I am. So Joe gets upset about this fifty cent rewind fee, which, to be fair, is almost a dollar in nineteen ninety in in twenty twenty dollars. Can we run that? Can we run that calculation? See what it actually is. It's not. I I ran it. It's ninety three cents. It's, huh. it's close to getting worked up about money. It's basically we, we a candy bar's ex- worth. I mean, you tell me you wouldn't have getting, gotten that uh, video store clerk's face. So I guess he's the manager, too. But 
I mean, I find that to be highly accurate uh, relative to the uh, personalities of uh, pilots I know. You don't take that kind of crap. 50 cents, it's the principle. Do you know a lot of pilots? Oh, yeah. There's uh, there's several of us. We uh, talk over the squawk box to each other constantly. Like, you know, we have those long, long haul flights, long hours, can't get any sleep. You know, I have uh, deep conversations. And, you know, I've heard lots of, lots of stories just like this one. Lots of video store confrontations. I didn't know you could have idle chat over the squawk box. Uh, well, I did I not mean, know there were modern day video stores. So, so that's so another Jackson. thing I miss about the pandemic is you know video stores. Well, well, no, hold on. I mean, everyone because of the pandemic, people can't go out, and so they're all just you know switching to streaming, you know, watching Tiger King and whatnot. But I'm wondering, is this maybe yeah, but is this maybe a about plus side? No, there's just something about holding that VHS in your hand. You just can't get that now that we're in the in the pandemic. I mean, you can hold your own VHSs, I guess, but it's just it's not the same. I, I like to tape my own VHSs um, of the DVDs of the Wings DVDs when I really want the authentic tape feel. So I would I would suggest picking up some blank tapes if you're feeling feeling like there's something missing. It's worth a shot. You don't have to argue with the video store clerk or. Um, but you know, that's but you probably will. Nice. You know, let's so, think about think about all the like all all the Star Trek tapes they had in the in that video store. There were a lot, what, you especially know, original, right behind. Uh, wasn't it like the sci-fi section? It was like original series. There was Next Generation. I think I even saw some animated series VHSs and the movies, of course. It and it actually, based on the way the shelf looked, it looked like it was pretty picked over. Yeah, I wonder if that's a uh, Christmas tradition on Nantucket is they they do really put as much you know geographical accuracy cultural accuracy as they can in this show. I mean, you're the expert on that, but so that that could be. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I'm gonna write that down to uh, research this later. Um, Star Trek. You're gonna make a note of it. Nantucket. Um, kind of like Faye's reference to uh, yeah. Speaking of accuracy, uh, just like Faye's reference to. Filene's, um, when she probably flew over to Boston to go to Filene's and uh, get 30% off pumps. And speaking of 50 cents being 93 cents today, so she missed 10% off pumps and she was calculating a 10% return on the difference that supposedly this store clerk, this salesperson pocketed. And Faye seems to think that this salesperson could now have invested that money and have buy a closet full of shoes. And how much would you say a closet full of shoes cost? 20 bucks? 50? Yeah. You know, I, I don't do math. I'm just a pilot. But uh, yeah, it's several thousand. Like, let's say low low ball estimate, a thousand. That means if that 10% compounded over 30 years, these pumps would have had to cost five to $600 for her to be able to get a, to be able to invest that money and buy a full closet of shoes. So that could check out. I'm going to give Faye the benefit of the doubt in this one. Maybe the maybe the USO costume the the getup was uh, you know pricey. Maybe they had to supply their own uh, their own costume for the USO tour. Could be. Although, yeah, thirty years. I mean, I guess. Well, I guess yeah. it'd be more like forty years there. Yeah. So this is probably after when she was uh, yeah back in the back in the United States and uh, just splurging on some pumps but they did have the uh 
last laugh when filings eventually went out of business. Also, something about the video store. The video store employee guy, Mm -hmm. um, was that just a miscasting or was life really hard on people back in the 80s and 90s? Because he (laughs) certainly didn't look like he was 17 or so. You know, I think maybe it's a reference to just how tough island life can be. You know, it really it really can age you. The salt air kind of kind of turns you into human jerky. Yeah, yeah, it kind of ages the skin prematurely, you know, and you you uh, don't have access to kind of some of the same things that uh, the people on uh, on the mainland have access to. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it. You you fly folks out there, and you fly them back a month later, and it looks like they've lost three or four years off their life. Oh, typical. Well, it's good to have some real life confirmation on that. Yeah, yeah. So if his dad was thirty nine, um, he had it could have had him at twenty two. Um, so it, it checks out just to, you know, cause he said his dad was in his thirties and I was like, I'm not sure if I buy that. Then I heard he was 17. Did he say it was 17 or did somebody just accuse him of being 17? I Maybe feel someone, like, I feel like I heard 17 somewhere in there though. You know, I feel like the math can't check out unless he's 17. I just got too many notes here. I'm trying to, it, maybe I didn't write his name down cause I had too many other names. It's Phil Buckman. Yes. Who, uh, yes. Who, who we probably know oh, more as Gambling Dan in Boy the Meets World. Or the bassist for Filter in uh, the, the mid-2000s, yeah. Wait, really? I think he's currently the bassist for Fuel. Well, that's, no, I, I can't that's tell if you're just messing with me here. Got his start in Wings. Well, fuels, fuels and Filters, you would know a lot about that, Jackson. Oh, yeah, two of my favorite bands, just based on the name. What's your favorite band? Uh, my favorite band is... hmm. It was Jefferson Airplane, probably them. I must admit, I do like Wings. I hate Paul McCartney as a person, but... You hate Paul McCartney as a person? Yeah. We had to clean he spilled, up the spill, he spilled coffee he? all over the back of my uh, charter plane. Didn't apologize. When was this? Uh, 1979. Where were you flying him? Uh, flying him uh, across the Atlantic, from, uh, across the pond, as uh, that jerk likes to say. New York, New York to... Uh, uh, London. What airline was this? Like I said, it's charter. What charter company was this? By my my own personal charter company, the uh, Jackson Bledsoe International Charter Flights. Oh, really? Yeah, fly out of just just about anywhere you can think of: Bismarck, New York, London. Most of I those would, three. I would love to hear a play-by-play of the story of paul mccartney spilling coffee all over the back of your charter plane if if you feel like you could share that story with us <sighs> hate to think back back on it but uh sure. i'd love okay. to charter a flight with you but i've just looked on google and you don't exist it says it looks like there aren't many great matches for your search That's well hard i do. mean you're just you're just rabble using google paul mccartney is kind of exclusive clientele that's right, word of mouth only. Yeah, see? So now you know. Now you know who I am. I'll take a picture of my card, and I'll send that picture to you. And uh, hopefully you can read the number, then you can call the number, which is me. Make a reservation. All right, let's do it. Send me the picture. All right, I'm sending you the picture right now. Uh, what resolution you want that picture in? 300 by 300? 350? Why, why don't we go 300 DPI? Oh, oof. Okay. Gotta clear up some space on my phone first. Hold on. If you could send, if you could uh, CC me on that, that'd be great. Picture of my dog. I'll delete that. Mm, sure, sure. Okay, y'all be on it. 
I'm a little surprised you're interested in booking a flight anytime soon. What with the COVID, you seem to have some concerns about it. Um, yeah. Uh, let's say I'm less concerned about booking a flight and more concerned about the pilot himself. I mean, I will wear a mask. That's extra, but I'll do it. Extra money. money? Yeah. To be perfectly honest, I don't think you're a real pilot. Hmm. Well, I have a. Uh... Over 20,000 hours of uh, flight flight time that would uh, beg to differ with you, if you care to argue with uh, my, my flight logs. Yes, I would. Please send those along as well. Because I think you're sullying the good name of people like Brian Hackett. <laughs> I, have, I have a thing or two to say about Brian Hackett. Too much time uh, staring at a snow bunny is not enough time uh, behind the, uh, what you call it, a uh, flight stick or what whatnot. You don't know what it's called. <laughs> what you call I mean, it? It's you know, it's huh. mostly uh, my mostly self-taught. You know, I, I don't want to hear anything about. Uh, I thought you went. You know, to disparaging my lack of education. Charter school. I learned the school of hard knocks, but I, it was a. He was twelve at the time. It was a learn by like mail flight school. In- you know, you send in for the uh, the pamphlets. They send you back the pamphlets. Are you sending that send, card Send a signature on I, the back. Yeah, I, I, I don't have it yet. Freeing up space. Yeah, I, Freeing I up space. Got to delete. Uh, Got to delete this. I figure out what my least favorite wing song is and delete that. So I have enough space to take that picture and send it to you. Are you suggesting that he's a fly-by-night operation? You see, that's a no, good one. I've, I've, Can I use that one? I suggest he's a frog. You may. You may. I don't believe he's ever set foot in a plane before. I... I I've I've put several foots inside several planes. That certainly cannot be denied. I don't think you've ever passed the threshold of a cockpit. Has Jackson wronged you at some point in the past? Well, I didn't want to bring this up, but uh yeah. Yes, he has. No, here we go. Jackson or as he called himself at the time, Conroy, uh once claimed to be a bus driver who could charter a bus to take me and my wings the local wings fan group out he said that he could charter us from phoenix to nantucket one trip he said it would take four days and it would cost us ten dollars a person and uh conroy here showed up in a bus that would probably be less described as a bus and more like the oscar meyer wiener mobile which obviously can't fit everyone. Wait, why not? It's pretty big. It turns out most of that is uh, filling. It's hmm. not a lot of seating. Certainly, not enough, certainly not enough for the Greater Phoenix Wings Fan Club. You can't just sit inside the wiener? You can't. At least you couldn't sit inside his wiener. No. Oh. His wiener was just stuffed full of nonsense. And then he Yo claimed me, that it was non-refundable. So, so you were out a whole $10. Well, me personally, but think about the whole group. You know, collectively, we were out $120. I mean, this is no 50-cent rewind fee we're talking about. Yeah, it's $10. And that was in 2005 money. So you're bringing this up because it's the principle of the matter? Well, also because he's a fraud and a cheat. But yes, the principle is also part of it. And I've had a lot of time to think about it over these past many months. They don't have a lot to do. You know, just we talk about wings, we watch wings and, you know, have this podcast. And then I stew over past grievances. And this one, when I heard that fake, that fake Southern almost accent, it just, it, it 
set me off. You sound like you've been doing a lot of stewing. Probably, probably pretty pungent at this point. Uh, uh, oh, look, he's he sent a uh, he's he sent his card through. It's wow. uh, it's oh, yeah, handwritten. So it's handwritten. It says absolutely no Beatles, which we know is not true because no one can refuse Ringo anything. And this is see, this is this is just another scam. Word of mouth only. This sounds like no, it it, it it's consistent with what he's told us. I don't think that's a real phone number. Uh, I would urge you to call it, sir. All right. Do it on speakerphone so we can all hear it. Here we go. Hmm. Hold on. You know, sometimes it just takes takes a minute for uh for uh things to come through. Hold on. Hold on. Hmm. Uh, I think you're on the wrong network. Yeah, Verizon Wireless. Yep. I've heard. Now, see, I'm I'm getting a I'm getting a call in right now. Hello, hello, hello. It's not me. Well, we we made a good effort. That's the best we can do. So you made a call. A buzz came in on my side. So uh, I'll call that uh, point for me. And I know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that works. He said you called him. He got the call. Are are you calling a pilot a liar? You know. You know, Adam. There's a chicken as... and egg problem we have right now because I would never oh, call oh. a pilot a liar, but I would call someone pretending to be a pilot a liar. We'd first have to decide if he was lying. Can't you had a question? I was gonna say, as as a follower of Lowell, I wish we could make it a, through a single episode of this podcast without it turning out to be an ambush set for an Oscar Mayer Wienermobile driver. Just uh, a, a comment in general. Well, look, if they would all stop trying to cheat me and my fan club out of our chartered trips, we wouldn't have to do this. And, you know, hopefully nobody's, I know, Adam, this, some under what's underlying this also has to do with, I mean, it's well known. A few of my, a few of my flights have gone down. One point I'd say I was, I had a few less than Harrison Ford, but now I'm probably up to about four or five Ford level, uh, Ford levels, what I like to call it, number number of Harrison Ford's crashes divided by what you've done. So I'm about five. Uh, but you know what? You crash, you just get up, you try again, you hit reset, and you know you you go back and you just try it again. Admit your Conroy. <sighs> All right, okay, you got me. I yep, it's old Conroy again. I got you. Where's my money, you grifter? <sighs> You'll never get your oh, money. I'm disappointed. I, I believed in you, Jackson. I don't know that I can believe in a man named Conroy, though. This is par for the course for old Conroy. It's what I like to do. Constantly undermining Adam and all his uh, all his efforts. Have so it is very specifically about Adam. Very specifically about Adam. Oh, sure. You know the 25,000 uh, flight hour. That's that's no joke. I did that just for this. Wow. I don't know. Like I said, you just you make a mistake. You, you hit the reset button. You... Go get a soda or something. Come back and you know you're right where you started again. And you just put it. You put in. The, you put in the work. You put in the hours, and it's worth it just to, to hear your voice right now. Hold on. Have you just been pl- playing Microsoft Flight Simulator this whole time? Yeah, a few years. I took some breaks. And uh, Adam, let me ask you: Where specifically did you get the information that you shouldn't be using the bathroom in your own home? Well, I mean, it was a flyer passed in my under my door. <laughs> Did you uh, recognize the handwriting on the flyer? It was typewritten, so no. Oh, okay. 
Although now that I think about it, the look of the R strike on the page did resemble an IBM Selectric typewriter, mm-hmm. which I know you have. Did you uh, recognize any of the the phrases on that uh, that flyer? Anything look familiar? I mean, I guess it said, don't be a Paul McCartney and use the bathroom. <laughs> but I just assumed that was some hyperbole to, oh. or some reference to a story I didn't. Eh, I didn't know he was known know for that. You know what? Can we just talk about wings? Oh, sure. Yeah. I love wings. We are like one quarter of through what we've got to talk about. Wings. You, you know what? It It is it is Christmas, and you know we have fun. I spend thousands of hours playing Flight Simulator to trick you, and then you take a dump in your uh, landlord's shed. I think you call it even, and just talk about wings for a little bit. That does sound even. Well, it is even because Conroy is my landlord. I mean, this is this is this is true. I mean, it was a mess of my own making in a way. Really. Oh, gross! <laughs> <laughs> but we Sometimes we like to we like to have fun. Bring the shovel to the shed, but it's all worth it. So, can we talk about how Brian is a walking skin cyclopedia? I wish we would. That was kind of creepy. Maybe it was a big thing in the nineties. Did you research that? Did was was he accurate? So he could just be boasting just to boast, but it seemed like it should check out. Do you do you mind adding that to your fact check list? Yeah, I'll put it right below do? Star Trek Nantucket. Fact check Ryan nude scene. I'm gonna scoop. You know, that. if it doesn't play out, then that's just straight up sexual harassment of Helen. I feel that would be par for the course for Brian. So either way. That is kind of Yeah, I mean he's not the most savory character. He's no Lowell. Uh, who could be? Yeah. On that, we all agree. I mean, Lowell is sweet and savory, though. He's got some umami in there. Lowell is all. Huh. Does that mean that we are Lowell in a way? We're I think all in, Lowell? in every way. There's a little bit of Lowell inside us and a little bit of us inside Lowell. So we're all part of Lowell, and Lowell is all of us. I'm so glad you're seeing the light. I'm I'm just trying to get the get these I mean, you know, I know we go over this several times a week. It's just kind of tough to wrap my head around, you know, it just seems to defy Can't, my metaphysical, you know, the I mean, constructs at, that I've been operating on. Look at the world we live in. We have a a man tricking a, a tenant in I assume an apartment complex into taking a crap in his own shed. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I think we all just need a lull at this. But, but if Lowell is all, then isn't that also part of Lowell? And why does Lowell allow this? I yeah, don't think if, it's if all is Lowell, then is COVID nineteen Lowell? I don't think yeah. it's our place to question Lowell's plan. Uh, I certainly don't feel it's mine. I think we'll have to wait this out and and see where Lowell takes us. I'm gonna look this. I'm gonna write this down. Research the quote problem of Lowell parentheses the shed all right well we can talk about that next episode of course can i can i bring up like the big question of the episode what's what's that eggnog what's left yeah debbie's debbie's (laughs) debbie's special eggnog like what is in it to just dry spice spice milk (laughs) oh spice milk i guess yeah maybe she adds like something special like uh you know, like heavy cream or, or buttermilk or something could like, 
buttermilk and cinnamon. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah tang to it, you know, like give it a little edge. <laughs> Jed seemed to like it. Also, speaking of speaking of Debbie, for some reason, I just really liked when Carter calls out for the uh, person who reminds the videos to, for Debbie to come out. I just, I just, that was another laughing out loud moment when he's like, okay, we'll have Debbie and Tawny and Tammy and the whole rewinding team. I just, just loved that moment. And Debbie, fantastic performance by Ellen Albertini Dow. This was actually relatively early in her career. Um, just looking at her roles. The wedding singer, right? Is that where I recognize her from? Yep, yep. She was the the rapping old lady in The Wedding Singer. Which was a big, uh, that was a whole archetype back in the 90s. Yeah. Late 90s. Probably got a lot of work rapping granny. Yeah, that really was the time. That was the, the golden age of the rapping granny. <laughs> she, she was born at the right granny. time, which was long before that. <laughs> yeah, I think she really makes... Actually, there's there's a lot of good performances by you know by non cast members. Um, lot you know like uh, like Carter thought Carter did great. Uh, the people in line, uh, the the lady who got mad at Joe, she she did great. A lot of great extra performances, especially in the video store. It's one of the all time classic Christmas scenes. And then and then the ending, the family and uh, Joe got to apologize, and we learned that Debbie loves tapioca. The part I loved about that scene was that you kind of expect Joe to get what's coming to him, but he just gets to actually be the hero and going back was the right thing to do. Yeah. You know, kind of like when you spend, you know, thousands and thousands of hours trying to uh, gaslight one of your tenants and uh, you expect him to kind of blow up and have a heart attack or something. And then you just end up having a nice conversation about wings. It's a very relatable, relatable situation, what I'm saying. Wait, I don't think we've heard from Adam for a few minutes. Are we sure he didn't have a heart attack and die? Here, I'll go. I'm gonna knock on the ceiling with a with a broom. See if I can get him to. Uh... I heard something back. Heard some sort of clanging. So, I mean, maybe I better go up there and check on him. I mean, you think you think he's okay? I think you better wear a mask if you, you do. Put him so. through a lot. Smell. Okay, hold on. I got I got my headset, my laptop with me. I'm, I'm going to go up there right now. So. Oh, okay. Adam. Hey, Adam. Hey, uh, I hope we uh, probably started off on the uh, wrong foot. Well, I guess all those years ago, but certainly today. I, I, are you doing okay in there, buddy? Where's my money? Ah! Uh, I mean, oof. It's a... Uh, Damn mask on! How you doing? I, I I think I'm gonna have to. It's not smelling so great in here. You know, if if I you know maybe if I gave you this some of the money back, you think you'd uh, you know maybe get somebody in here to clean up a little bit? That's your job. <laughs> the landlord's job? Yes, it's in the contract. Is it? Oh you know, boy, I added it and you signed it, so yes, it is. Oof. Maybe I should have customized those instead of just using a template. Uh, well, yeah, no, sure enough, right there. I'm supposed. Well, I'm supposed to be cleaning this apartment every week. Yeah, you're supposed to be entering his apartment in the middle of a pandemic every week. Uh, well, I assumed that's why he wasn't doing it. So I guess in a way, maybe all of this mess and you not using your own bathroom and being scared of the pandemic is in a way my fault. I mean, wow, yes. this is oof. Talk about Christmas revelations. This is. Uh, I'm gonna have to go back downstairs and think about this. I think I just heard a bell ring. Well, uh, you take it easy. Uh, I seem to be a little bit light right now. I'm looking at my wallet. It's uh, 
here's five. I got about five bucks on me right now, but why don't you just give a ten dollar break on the rent? Like that seems easy enough. Yeah, I'm not Santa Claus. All right, five dollars what I got right now. Maybe I'll ought to be happy and just accept our Christmas message as best we can. Five dollars is something. I'm gonna head back downstairs. I feel like we've made at least some progress today. That was so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I feel like. I feel like Lowell would know what to say right now, actually, oh. to kind of capture the moment. He always does that, doesn't he? Uh, more so in the the previous Christmas episode, where he really wrapped up the episode nicely, but uh, yes. Yeah, he's, that, was, he is, uh, that was actually, I think actually I was a little disappointed in this episode. It didn't live up to the first one, in in that respect, at least. Of course. he He still drove the plot. In this particular episode, it was his intentional choice not to rewind that that set the events of the episode into motion. But but yeah, he wasn't the the poet that he was in in the season two Christmas episode. So you're saying that Lowell is like the he's like the first cause. It it always always comes back to Lowell. Oh, well, actually, believe it or not, yes, we got my please. notes on the customer is usually right. Do you guys want to do a little comparison to A Terminal Christmas? I feel like we haven't covered that well enough. Yeah, well, luckily I was on that episode too. That was uh, Hector. I actually did uh, charter boat rides in that one. Oh. And you probably yeah. didn't know, but maybe got about another 50 bucks out of Adam from that one. Oh, man. <sighs> so I'm yeah. here. I'm ready. Let's do it. Yeah, I remember this now. So, Ken, what do you think about Lowell and his mother-in-law in that in uh, A Terminal Christmas? What do you think he meant when he was talking about his his actions? You know, intoxication and his mother-in-law. As with all matters uh, of Lowell, I I truly just hope Lowell finds happiness. Um, if that's with his mother-in-law, you know, so be it. Uh, it's not for me to judge him. It is it is for him to judge all of us. Huh. All right. Well, at least you got an answer. I'm sorry. You, you realize this show isn't on the air anymore, right? If you if you ignore the fan vids and fan fiction that I specifically have been producing for the last twenty years or so, I suppose you could say it's not on the air. It's over the wire now. Well, it's Wi-Fi. So it's over the wire. It's broadcast over the airwaves, and those airwaves have entered outer space, and they're still out there somewhere. So in a way, it's always in the air on the air well that's a really comforting thought knowing that wings is making its way wow yeah i feel like that's my job for the rest of christmas to kind of make amends is just to comfort you all (laughs) with words of wisdom what is your real job are you are you purely a landlord are you a part-time boat wienermobile uh airline pilot whatever helps me get the upper hand over adam that's what i am huh oh that is sort of a jack of all trades jerk of all trades fair did uh did we cover why exactly you've you've chosen adam as the uh the focus of your energies ah he just makes it so easy like i said this time this time i'm a little worried i'm afraid i went a little bit too far yeah we haven't we're not hearing a lot i gave him an apology in my own in my own way he does know where you live apparently yeah. uh you share a ceiling floor barrier so i mean the the nice thing to do would for him to say you know, accept that apology, but I guess we better talk about wings in the meantime. Yeah, I, uh, um, well, I, I think, 
I may have, uh, I got some research notes here for next episode. We've covered everything I wanted to talk about except the Wayne's World poster in the video store, uh, which I think we have. Uh, Wait, you think you have the poster? No, I think we've talked about it, as in I just did. Oh, okay. Yeah, does anyone have anything else to add? Uh, I think we've, we've really put a, put a cap on another great, great episode. I would just like to say lol. Lowell indeed. Um, normally, my co-host helps me sign out, but um, we'll do Lowell this one live. Lowell rest his soul. Lowell is food for my soul. Praise be. I would like to say, too, uh, I do actually fly charter flights under the name Jackson Bledsoe. You can call me. You can actually call me at that number, 555-2717. My voicemail message is actually just, I had somebody say, the call cannot be connected. It's kind of a clever, fun little thing. So you have to get past that. Just keep listening for about 30 seconds, and then it'll actually go to the message. And then you can leave me a message, and then I'll call you back. Fly anywhere in the world. Sure. Virtually. Unless you have a plane. If you have a plane, then you know I'm willing to give it a go. I think most of the skills translate. No no additional training needed. Well, as far as I can tell. Uh, You've got I mean, the flight simulator hours, right? Once you use a virtual flight stick, I think a real flight stick is is pretty pretty standard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the motion the motion of the mouse, the clicking, it it kind of translates, I imagine, to the stick. And Sir Paul McCartney, if you are out there and listening, I would absolutely take you take you on a flight, fifty percent discount, only for Beatles. Wow. Sorry, it was it was part of it, it was part of the con. I had to say it, oh, but I also okay. have to apologize. Yeah, I thought I thought you might have just turned a new leaf, but it's all part of the con. Well, that about does it for another uh, episode of for episode sixty of Grounded, your your one and only Wings podcast for this uh, crazy pandemic time. We hope you tune in for episode sixty one, where we will be covering season four, episode eleven, Exit Laughing, and. Uh, for everyone here at the podcast, I am your host, Paul Williams. And uh, thank you very much to our special guest, Greg Hope. It was, it was a fun way to kill some time. You people are crazy. Ken Ackerman. Uh, it has been a pure joy to be here. And uh, Jackson Bledsoe. Jeez, oh, you know, I'm trying to remember what my name is, but it's been so long. I, I, I guess we'll just go with Jackson. It's as good as any. And uh, thank you to my co-host, Adam Wright. Until next time, stay grounded. Hey, we uh, finished the podcast. Are you... Doing okay? Wait. Is there a shower right here running? <laughs> Merry Christmas, buddy. Adam, are you still here? <laughs> Adam, are you all right? <laughs> he, has, he has truly so, died. What is so going on? You, are you I, Adam I, Wright because of the Wright brothers? No, I just picked a name. I zoned out for a second and then had no idea what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just turned into a thing where I didn't feel like I could come back. Like maybe, maybe happened. he's dead. That's what I kept thinking. <laughs> <laughs>
sure if there was some canon thing that you were going to come back with, like, oh, uh, something bad happened. <laughs> so I'll, I just ended it. That's all I could think to do. <laughs> I'll, I'll get tired. <laughs> but... Well, it is even because Conroy is my landlord. <laughs> oh, right. It's, it's Yeah. <laughs> People were not ready for that. I mean, this is this is this is true. <laughs> I mean, it was a mess of my own making in a way. Really. Oh, gross! <laughs> They're like meat pasta, I guess. Huh? Think about it. Okay, checks out. I'll buy that. You're typing. <laughs> hey, R eels meat pasta. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're supposed to be looking up eel for Christmas. Uh, yeah, you know, that appears to be a thing. That is real. Really? 